on YouTube, kids content is in abundance. It is by far the most profitable and easiest to produce, leading many creators to market their videos towards a much younger audience, attempting to tap into the endless stream of monetization. The once prominent corporate-owned characters have been replaced by new individually created ones, and the unfortunate byproduct of their monumental success was degenerate individuals using their characters as a gateway to abuse loopholes in federal regulation to market adult themes to children through the YouTube Kids algorithm. In this video, I will cover the origins of these channels, the potential negative implications of their growing success, and how, under federal regulation, this content is borderline illegal to broadcast and could bring down YouTube as a whole. This is the dark side of Minecraft Kids content. understand the scope of the situation, we're going to go back to the beginning of this new wave of kids content. More and more, parents are, out of convenience, replacing babysitters and traditional parenting with tablets, oftentimes with unrestricted internet access, which is already a problem in and of itself. This has resulted in young children, ages 2 to 5, becoming not only the largest but also the most monetizable audience on YouTube, given their endless amounts of free time and the general family-friendly nature of kids' content. Seeing this opportunity, many already successful channels in the Hypixel Bedwars community began switching to more general Minecraft content targeted towards this younger audience. This notably included Not Nico and Denfear, who, in late 2022, both went dark on their already large communities in favor of rebranding and starting two entirely new channels focused on creating content for children. Since then, both have experienced monumental growth, accumulating around a billion views in less than a year, and successfully merging their content into the YouTube Kids algorithm. Fast forward to the present day, and they have basically become household names, with kids identifying more with their Cash and Nico characters than previously untouchable corporate entities such as Elmo or Bob the Builder. However, as with all great success stories, especially involving financial gain, their success grabbed the attention of flocks of people hoping to replicate it, creating an endless supply of garbage videos branded as kids' content. And, while lacking ill intent, not all attempts were so innocent. The creation of bootleg Cash and Nico channels was inevitable, with money-hungry individuals deceiving children into watching their content while under the impression that it was from their favorite YouTubers. It is still something that is regularly happening, and while the videos are lazy and poorly made, they are still relatively harmless. However, once you start going further down the rabbit hole, the content itself starts to get a little more questionable. And it keeps going, and going, and going. And eventually, you get to this point. Just straight up pornography, gore, and violence being marketed to kids using these characters as a gateway. If this sounds eerily familiar, it's because this exact situation has happened before, which led to one of the largest controversies and lawsuits in YouTube's history known as Elsagate, and its resurgence using these individually owned and created characters as a loophole around federal content regulations could have catastrophic consequences for YouTube as a whole, which I will get into later on. But for now, let's take a closer look at the content itself. Google largely favors watch time in the YouTube algorithm, meaning there are thousands of hours of this garbage degenerate content to sift through. But lucky for you, I've taken the liberty of doing so. And oh my god, is there a lot of it. Children ages 2 to 5, the primary target of these channels, are at the most impressionable and vulnerable points in their development. So with that in mind, here is a summary of a few of the concepts that are being taught and promoted to your children or younger siblings throughout their favorite content. Violence 
Freeze thug. Profanity. You dirty asshole. That I shit myself. I'll attack these assholes. The bastards. You assholes. Sexual or suggestive imagery. Childbirth. Nudity. Self-harm. Guns slash firearms. Police brutality. Slavery. And he's willing to buy you into slavery. Rape. We just tied you to the bed. Just don't shout and everything will be fine. Side. Gore slash severe bodily harm. Scat fetish. Pee fetish. Bondage. Sexualization of babies. Satanism slash devil worshipping. You're right. You need to do at least something. War. And crimes. So many crimes that I had to give them their own section. Invasion of privacy. Trespassing. First degree murder. Second degree murder. Second degree attempted murder. Forced captivity slash hostages. Kidnapping and child abduction. Assault with battery and other bodily harm. Human trafficking. Stalking with fear of violence. Armed robbery. Theft. Production and distribution of child pornography. Sexual assault and harassment. Breaking in and entering. Public nudity slash indecent exposure. Non-consensual distribution of pornography slash revenge porn. Rape. Destruction of property. Extortion. Aggravated assault. Theft of government property. Illegal furnishing of drugs. Drug facilitated sexual assault. And they fall asleep from this potion and how strong it is. I've long wanted to know what's in Zoe's stomach. Now we have a chance to check it. Assault with intent to inflict bodily harm. Assault and intimidation. Grand larceny. Animal abuse slash cruelty. Child endangerment. Child neglect slash abandonment slash desertion. Reckless driving. Grand theft auto of a government vehicle. Mutilation. Arson. Forced suicide. Coercion and intimidation. Assault with intent to kill. Organ theft. Assaulting a police officer. Video voyeurism with indecent intent. Premeditated murder. Bribery. Terrorism slash genocide. By the way, this sentence is only if you commit each of these crimes just once, not several times over like in these videos. Keep in mind that these concepts are not only being exposed to young children, but are also being promoted and presented in a way that makes them look like fun and normal behavior, accompanied by happy music and laughing. Whereas traditional kids' content showcases negative action resulting in consequences, this content does the opposite. Most of the crimes are shown as acts of retaliation from children, such as murdering someone in response to them kissing your crush or pranking you situations that any of the young viewers of this channel may find themselves in day to day. Most of these concepts are ones that kids may be curious about, such as sex or childbirth, and are presented for shock value to grab their attention with little to no regard for the lasting effects of doing so. It does not take a strong moral compass to know that exposing softcore gore and violence to young children to maximize ad revenue is wrong, and it is obvious that this is the only priority to the people running these channels. Most of the videos start out with a horror version of a kid's character threatening to eat the viewer, if you don't want me to eat you, subscribe to the channel, which is likely enough to intimidate a small child into doing so. And the content across all these channels is eerily similar. The characters are always voiced by text-to-speech bots, the scripts read like they were AI generated, and some of them are so lazy that they literally steal the audio from other bootleg channels. Channels. These channels are multiplying uncontrollably like a cancer, daily uploading hours of garbage content, and pulling millions of views all from kids. They use these characters that kids trust to lure them in and get into the YouTube Kids algorithm, then present them with shocking imagery to keep them watching because they know that is the best way to maximize profit. And this isn't the first time this has happened on YouTube. Last time, it resulted in one of the biggest scandals and subsequent lawsuits in Google's history. And now, it's happening again.
In 2017, the commentary community on YouTube caught wind of a ring of channels exposing children to inappropriate topics by disguising it as kids' content. They did so by using family-friendly characters such as Spider-Man and Elsa to sneak into the YouTube kids' algorithm, then pairing it with adult or sexual imagery to grab their attention. Sound familiar? The story of these channels grew in publicity until it reached national news, ultimately resulting in the largest lawsuit Google had ever faced, totaling around $170 million and nearly taking down YouTube with it. The scandal would become known to the world as ElsaGate, and many of its long-lasting repercussions can still be seen today. The main issue with ElsaGate was the fact that YouTube was, for the most part, not regulating what the algorithm classified as kids' content, and by extension, what was pushed out to kids via the YouTube Kids app. This lack of accountability is what led to features such as mandatory declaration of your audience and new restrictions on all content uploaded to the platform put in place by COPPA, an act that under the Federal Trade Commission protects the privacy of children and regulates the content they are able to consume online. With these new legislatures in place and the lawsuit over, YouTube went full scorched earth on the Elsagate channels and eventually the drama died down and the situation subsided. So how is this happening again? Well this time, it's different, and loopholes are being abused in the FTC's regulation that could spell out the return of Elsagate and another monumental catastrophe for YouTube. Last time, the fallout included the most expensive lawsuit Google had ever faced, the largest advertiser boycott since the original adpocalypse, and the termination of nearly 1 million YouTube videos and subsequent channels. And this time, it could be much worse. Let's take a minute to talk about YouTube Kids, the family-friendly alternative to traditional YouTube that most parents trust to provide their children with suitable kids' content. The thing about YouTube, however, is that nearly 4 million videos are uploaded to the website every day, making it impossible to manually keep up with monitoring and evaluating every piece of content. YouTube's solution to this is an AI algorithm. Similar to how the traditional YouTube algorithm scans videos to determine monetization status, this algorithm takes into account thumbnails, titles, keywords, and subtitles to determine if the content is suitable for children. However, AI is not perfect, and while a human might be able to identify something as definitely unsuitable for kids, a computer program might not, especially when other factors such as family-friendly characters and other characteristics of traditional kids' content are thrown into the mix. Videos such as these slipping through the cracks and being pushed to children via the YouTube Kids app is what caused the first Elsagate scandal in 2017. So how did YouTube resolve this issue? Post-COPPA integration, they tightened the restrictions of content being shown on the YouTube Kids app, forcing uploaders to clarify if the content was intended for kids or not when uploading a video. This removed the liability from YouTube and placed it on the uploader, who would be subject to fines of up to several thousand dollars if their self-labeled kids' content did not comply with the aforementioned COPPA guidelines. But even with all these preventative measures in place, these bootleg Nico and Cash channels are finding their way onto the screens of children. Let's talk about how. So how does this horrific content still find its way into the hands of children, even with all these precautions? Well, to put it simply, the system still isn't perfect, and there are several loopholes that these channels take advantage of. The first point I want to emphasize is that the characters receiving the Elsagate treatment are no longer corporate-owned characters such as Spider-Man or Elsa. One of the biggest regulatory changes made to achieve COPPA compliance was the banning of all content featuring family entertainment characters in a violent, sexual, or otherwise inappropriate manner. Cash and Nico, on the other hand, are individually created and owned original characters, which makes them much harder to classify as family entertainment or not, hence why this content is now being made around them rather than the latter, which would be flat out illegal. Loophole number one. In addition to this, all these channels avoid specific key phrases in their titles and instead stick to ambiguous or vague wording to describe mature topics. Some examples include the usage of the phrase door to describe female genitalia and prank to describe rape. 
all done to avoid flagging kids' content filters in the algorithm, loophole number two. Another thing to note is the fact that just because a video is marked as not for kids by the uploader doesn't necessarily mean it won't be treated as kids content by the algorithm and subsequently showcased on the YouTube Kids app. Several large creators that make kids content do not mark it as such, as can be seen by their comments still being enabled, yet their content is still being showcased on the front page of the YouTube Kids app. An easy way to tell that a video has been pushed through YouTube Kids is that it'll have a couple hundred thousand views but only a few likes and comments despite them still being enabled. This is because the YouTube Kids UI disables the ability to interact with the video at all, and is something that can be seen in most of these channels, suggesting that these videos are likely still being displayed on the YouTube Kids app despite the increased regulations and precautions put in place to prevent this exact scenario. Another loophole to bypass COPPA. And, even if this isn't true, it's impossible to deny that these videos are being viewed exclusively by kids, and a lot of them, as reflected in the comments that are there. I love you video. Look at Zoe's bottom. It's so funny. Ha 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 ha. Hi Nico, Nico is cool, and Nico like Zoe. Nico is cool, not Nico is cool too. In the thumbnail they are looking straight into Zoe's butt. I love Zoe's butt, and the prank was funny. This tip of video is the best. Inappropriate content! When you are forcing your own 5 year old viewers to tell you, hey, maybe this is a little bit inappropriate, it's a pretty easy way to tell you're doing something wrong. Kids cannot decipher whether this is a real video uploaded by their favorite YouTuber or not, which is completely intentional. The style of thumbnails are very clearly meant to mimic that of the real Cash and Nico channels, which is even more effective when putting it through the YouTube Kids UI, which hides the channel name and interaction count. Deceiving two-year-olds. Very impressive, guys. They are also very careful to classify themselves as parody or fan accounts in their channel descriptions when this is obviously not the case, which leaves only one of two possibilities. They're really stupid and don't know who their actual audience is, which they're not, or they're just lying. They're lying. The actual reason this is done is to bypass YouTube's policy on impersonation, which directly prevents the real Cash and Nico from doing anything about them. Yet another loophole. These aren't inexperienced individuals trying to grab a quick dollar. This is a well-organized operation run by people with experience abusing every loophole they can to cover all their grounds, and they are somehow still operating while their content poisons the minds of millions of kids around the world. It doesn't take anything near a strong moral compass to tell what is wrong with this content. Topics that would normally be classified as rated R or MA on the MPA scale are instead being actively promoted to millions of children ages 2 to 5 on the largest video streaming platform in the world. Maturity rating scales exist so parents can easily determine if content is suitable for their kids to watch, which is very important for many obvious reasons. Children at younger ages are the most vulnerable and impressionable points in their lives. The things that they observe around them as they learn about the world shape how their brains develop and who they become as people. This heavily includes the content they consume, especially in modern times given how parents are choosing to use tablets as babysitters. Desensitizing children to adult topics at the critical stages in their development can have lifelong effects such as lasting trauma and psychological damage. The following are testimonies from people who were exposed to similar content at a young age concerning how it affected them during the rest of their lives. Yeah, and I also had this tablet and because my parents were immigrants, it was like they didn't understand how social media worked in America. So I had a lot of internet and I wasn't supervised with it. It went from kissing to actual and I didn't know what it was like, but I kept, I kept watching it because it was like my little pony, you know, and then 
What happened with that is that it ended up like physically and mentally changing the way my body and mind work. It could have been a lot different differently for me if I just didn't watch those videos. And mentally, like it became like an addiction and it wasn't just ponies anymore. It was just like everything I could watch, you know? It was like a really bad point addiction. And it was like in sixth grade. Like, I was young as hell and I was not too educated on it. And actually one of my friends showed me it and I ended up watching a lot of that too. Mm, yeah, my friend was addicted to it too. She was addicted to gore and she showed me it. But I kind of mostly went towards like the porn, but I also like would watch a lot of the gore too. Yeah, that ended up being really bad for me too because I had a lot of nightmares and it just affected me really badly, especially like mentally. I did end up going to a hospital for a couple months um, because of how bad my mental health was. And I grew up with YouTube over time and with that time going, I, like, I don't know how, but I stumbled upon gory stuff, usually on YouTube. And it like clung on to my childhood growing up. And I don't know what, like, I don't know what clicked in, but I seen it like so frequently. I thought it was normal. I didn't know any better, but I ended up doing it because I simply just couldn't get away from it. And they did scar me for, I think months on end since I seen them. Like it was destroying me. I couldn't sleep at night sometimes because of the things that I would consume on YouTube. I've consumed so much gore media i don't know what it was but i like as traumatizing as it was i couldn't feel myself like able to get away from it whereas traditional kids content might show negative behavior followed by repercussions to encourage a positive alternative these channels do the literal opposite content like this which showcases violence and criminal activity with a positive connotation and no consequences teaches children that this behavior is not only acceptable but will result in success in this specific video the main character zoe is told to commit several crimes ranging in severity, including stealing toys from other children, abusing a homeless person, and stealing government technology, which results in her being rewarded with a mansion and loads of money. What is this teaching children? Content like this is the reason why COPPA exists in the first place, and the fact that people are able to abuse loopholes in it and still accomplish their desired outcome basically renders it pointless in this scenario. People are still able to corrupt children and make a lot of money doing so, it is just slightly more inconvenient now. Not to mention the damage that channels like these do to the reputations of the real cash Nico, as well as other creators who actually make suitable kids content on YouTube. For better or worse, channels like these are the future of kids entertainment, and kids and parents should not have to navigate a minefield when trying to find suitable content. I care about this issue a lot. I have younger siblings who enjoy the type of content Cash and Nico make and who I would not want exposed to the horrors of imitation channels like these looking to make a quick dollar at their expense. But the sad reality is that this has already happened to millions of kids around the world. Degenerate people like this will always exist. People who only care about money and have no regard for the lasting damage they will leave to a generation of children as collateral. And as long as it's profitable, they will continue to pump out this garbage content and it will still be accessible to children in one way or another. I obviously have no experience with being a parent or running a multi-billion dollar corporation, so I really have no business telling people what to do. But I have a few suggestions of things I think would help the issue, starting with parents. Firstly, don't give your kids unrestricted internet access. While these loopholes may work to bypass an algorithm, they won't work to bypass your judgment as a parent. Anyone with any amount of common sense should be able to tell that this content is not suitable for children. Take control over what videos your children are watching online, essentially stop being lazy. But I understand it's impossible to give your full attention all day, and if it's too much 
much work, then just don't give your children internet access at all. Instead, have them watch traditional kids programming from KPVS or Disney Channel. This content is all strictly regulated and has been approved for an audience of this age, so you can safely sit your kid down to watch it without then having to explain to them what Satanism or bondage is. And for YouTube. While COPPA does now place the liability of the uploader to make suitable videos, it is still on you for harboring this content on your website and allowing it to be accessed by children. If a video is marked by the uploader as not made for kids, as these videos are, don't push it out to kids at all. This includes via the YouTube Kids app, as well as the traditional algorithm that for some reason considers this content suitable for any audience. By the way, all these videos are fully monetized. In addition to this, make it easier for the dumb kids to tell whether videos are actually uploaded by their favorite creators or not. The fact that the YouTube Kids UI hides the channel name and information under every video and includes no channel verification system makes this much harder to do, even for parents. And if you guys want to help, find as many of these channels as you can and report them to YouTube. These channels are multiplying uncontrollably every day. All you have to do is search Nico and Cash Parody and sort by channels, which will reveal a seemingly endless amount of them. And the longer this is allowed to happen, the worse the problem will get. I actually did talk to the real Nico about this situation. I asked for any information he had on it, and he understandably stopped responding. The situation is a real mess. I was very fortunate to have grown up in a time where it was normal for me to watch Thomas the Train after school, not watch my favorite YouTubers get raped and pee on each other. This is something I'm very grateful for, and I do not want to see the next generation of children get their minds corrupted by degenerates looking to maximize their profits. The reality is that, for better or worse, YouTube Kids content is replacing standard televised kids programming, and these individual channels now have significantly more influence over children while being significantly less regulated. People like this are testing the waters and figuring out how far they're able to push the boundaries and still be allowed on the internet. And when they reach these boundaries, if some overlying authority doesn't step in like YouTube or the FTC, they are left to establish the boundaries themselves. Last time this happened, Elsagate nearly brought an end to YouTube as a whole. Don't let it get to that point. Do something before it's too late. Machine learning can never completely sanitize self-publishing. And it shouldn't. It should not even be attempted. But things are moving fast now on the internet, especially on YouTube. We are finding the edges of what's okay. And when we do come across those edges, if some authority doesn't step in, like YouTube, or their advertisers, or the police, then we have to decide for ourselves what those edges mean. Yeah, right.